Hi, Thomas. Hi, Stephanie. How are you doing? I just woke up mm-hmm. on this Saturday morning. <laughs> Did I wake you? Almost. Almost woke me. <laughs> First scheduled thing. <laughs> and I feel that optimistic energy of having a whole day, a whole bright sunny day ahead of me. Okay, I'm, to be honest, I'm judging a little bit because I'm kind of like, well, your day's half over. (laughs) (laughs) But maybe not for you. Maybe you can stay up later than I can. I tend towards staying up Mm -hmm. a little bit later. Are you a night owl? Hoot, hoot. (laughs) That was me saying, of course. (laughs) Of course, I speak Al. Not really. <laughs> hmm. Uh yeah, something something about burning that nighttime oil. Uh staying up staying up late. There I don't you go. have any Using other a great phrase. I don't have any other phrases <laughs> <laughs> about that. Um Yeah. You want to be on the midnight train to Georgia. Um it depends on where it's headed in Georgia. I think Atlanta's cool. Good, good. Well, that's good. So it it sounds like you're well-rested, though. Um, Yeah. Uh, I think I'll probably start getting tired in the next uh, next hour or two. (laughs) (laughs) Or I'm feeling tired now because I just ate my breakfast very quickly. Oh, is so it that I wouldn't go on. slowing you down? I think so. Nice. Well, I mean, I appreciate that you finished your breakfast before we started. I'm a professional. <laughs> you are, yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, good. Anything else? You're so um, quick. I want to celebrate how it felt like you just scored a hole in one before we started recording. Is that right? It's that same energy. Just like, yeah, nailed it. Mm. Interesting. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, that's a good thing. Okay. Get excited. I'm just, I think I might still be asleep. (laughs) Mm. Well, Stephanie, how are you doing? I'm, I mean, overall, I'm good as per usual. Um, And this week, um, we had our first experience of the baby getting sick, Mm. which You know, if I think about the whole picture here of her life, granted, she just turned one, so it's not that long. But in the grand scheme of things, for this the first time to be sick, that's amazing, you know? Um, Babies, you probably don't know this, so I'll let you in on a little secret. It's not fun when babies are sick. 
um, because, well, first of all, they can't tell you what's wrong. Mm. It's a guessing game. Second of all, you can't, you feel helpless because it's not like you can give them any medicine. Um, you know, they don't advise that for kids under three or four. So, um, you just have to hold them and, you know, try to comfort them. But it's so awful when you can tell they're just so uncomfortable and like her nose was just stuffed up. And I think she was like scaring herself because she was trying to breathe and, oh, Anyway, we had one rough night with her this week, um, and then luckily it's gotten better, but her nose is still stuffed, and it's kind of, um, it has definitely taken a turn because, um, (laughs) are you ready for this? We can tell she's getting better because... Snot is coming out of her nose now, and it's nice and green. (laughs) Um, Oh, another fun parent thing. Have you heard of the uh, nose? Sorry. That was my food alarm. (laughs) Snack time. (laughs) It's not set up for me to sleep this late during the day. <laughs> Doesn't it know it's the weekend? I haven't told it that, no. Uh, so there it goes for being smart. <laughs> um, okay, snack time. This is perfect time to talk about this. Have you heard of those nose sucker things? Are you are you talking about a fictional maybe alien universe or are you talking about in our our human no. existence day to day? I'm talking about in this life we are living right I'm, now. I'm gonna on have this earth. I'm gonna have to say no. I've not heard of these things. Okay. I should have brought it up here so that I could show you, but I'll try to I'll try to describe it for you. So there is uh a tube with um uh it kind of goes into a point but the point it's open there's a little hole mm-hmm. in the end and then attached to that tube that's like a sturdy plastic tube mm-hmm. and then attached to that tube is uh another tube but like a little like long tube and attached to that is a little thing um, that you put in your mouth. And so what you do is you stick the tube with the point no. in the baby's nose. No, no. <laughs> and then you put your mouth on the other end and you suck. And so the snot comes out to relieve... This is as much as you can do for a baby with a stuffed nose. You can siphon them? (laughs) 
sure try. <laughs> oh, I forgot. There is a little filter thing in between the two tubes. Okay. So the Makes snot it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't ever get yeah. to you. Thank goodness. I, so here's the thing. They did have this when my son was a baby five, six years ago, but I refused to do it because I was really turned off by the idea. Like, sounds disgusting, right? Mm-hmm. So then my daughter gets sick this week. Um, I knew we had one of these things. I just had to find it in our house. Um, and so I found it after the rough night and Chris was at work. And so I was like, I'm going to have to do this. And so I did it for the first time this week. And um, it is not fun. Mostly because babies hate it, of course. Like, why would you want something in your nose and getting sucked out? Yeah. Um, and it's actually really loud. Um, I have since, I mean, Chris has since taken over the sucking of it, but usually it's a two person job because one person has to hold the baby, make sure she doesn't like flail and have her arms all over and move. Right. And then the other person's sucking. So, um, Anyways, I've been holding her these past few times, and I put my head up against her head to make sure her head doesn't move, and I'm, like, holding her arms down, and it is so loud when he starts sucking. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is really awful sounding, and then I have no idea how it feels. Okay, I'm not going to test that out before you say that I should. We're not doing that. Um, I mean, so anyway, I, Chris could test it out. You could test it out on Chris. I'm signing, uh, signing him up. <laughs> I don't know if if that's uh, a road we want to travel down on our relationship journey. <laughs> I just had to tell you about the nose sucker. I'm so glad when I get to tell you new things and bring you knowledge. In this moment, I wished I had not just eaten breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay. Are we ready? Uh, I, I think so. All right. Hit me. Okay. With your best topic. Stephanie. Mm-hmm. What do we do? <laughs> oh, no. When the big day is over. <laughs> you're just left with memories of the big day and uh, nothing to look forward to. Oh, my goodness. Until the next big day. We're going Back right where it started. (laughs) My memory hasn't fully loaded yet. (laughs) You know what? Okay. 
a counter offer.、Mm. I think it's time to spice things up a little bit.、Mm. <laughs> And by spice things up, all I can think of is the note sucker. <laughs> it's like, no, not that much spice. <laughs> well, you know, I think it's time we talk to another person. Whoa, okay. And I, I'm just gonna. Place my vote on your mom.、Mm. That's very timely. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is. So, bam. Okay. I think I've. Get- I mean, th- there's no debate here, right? <laughs> I was going to, I was going to、uh, acquiesce more graciously than that. Oh well, go on. Go on.、Uh, I was going to say I gave a strong, a strong case for my topic. One day, we'll get to that topic. <laughs> But I when guess the big day's over, when the big day is over, we'll get to that topic.、Uh, so yeah, I I can go I can go find my mom. See if she'll be on the podcast for、okay. uh, Mother's Day, which I think is Mother's the Day. Timely big day. Okay, hold on, hold on, just a minute. Holding. Okay, we're ready. We're here. Thomas's mom has joined us. Hello. Hi. Hello. How are you today? I'm so good. I'm so excited、um, to be speaking with you. Why don't you tell us a little about about yourself? Okay, I am.、Um, I'm a mom、um, mm-hmm. of three grown children.、Um, I work as an executive coach.、Um, love, absolutely love my work.、Um, I'm just. We just celebrated. My husband and I just celebrated our 35th wedding anniversary.、Mm, congratulations!、Um, and I used to think that people who'd been married 35 years were old, but we're not. <laughs> <laughs> and.、Um, And so, and he's an Episcopal priest, so I'm a clergy spouse as well.、Um, and I'm daughter-in-law to my 94-year-old mother-in-law, who now lives with us since the pandemic started. So、mm. I play many roles. I'm also、yeah. um, speaking of roles,、um, a member of the alumni board at Northwestern University. So that's、oh, cool. that's what I do with my time. Yes. Like any true mother, lots yeah, and lots of hats. Exactly. Okay, this is so bad, but I always just call you Thomas's mom. Tell me your name. My name's Lynn Ellen, and I go、Lynn、by、Ellen. by both names. I joke that it's because I'm originally from Texas, and two names are required. <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that. I didn't know you were from Texas.、Mm-hmm. So you grew up there? I I did not actually grow up there. I was born there, and then we moved.、Mm. We moved away,、um, and my parents moved back when I was eighteen. So I was born there, but that's about the only 
connection that that I really have. And and again, I joke that um, <laughs> that they threw me out because I wasn't tall enough. I didn't fit the <laughs> I didn't fit the big Texas mold. So at five foot one, um, I felt like I didn't belong <laughs> to <Aww>. some degree. <laughs> well, we're pretty much on par. I always say I'm five two, but mm-hmm. I think. Um, my family especially is like, eh, you're pushing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Good. Good things come in small packages. So, Yes, yes. I like that. Um, I, let's see. I wanted to talk with you because we're just, I mean, we're before Mother's Day as we're recording this, but this will come out just after Mother's Day. So just um, adding an extra little thing to Mother's Day this year. Um, And so, yeah, I thought we could talk about all things mom, or not all things because we don't have all day, but (laughs) cover enough. Um, I, well, let's start with this since we're coming up, what would be your ideal Mother's Day? Oh, gosh. Um, I've been so conditioned, Stephanie, to not set terribly high expectations for Mother's Day. <laughs> I hear Day. you. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I um, rest and relaxation and time with my family would be the best. Um, now that all my kids are grown, I'm... Um, I, my expectation, my hope for Mother's Day is that they all actually remember that it's Mother's Day and give me a call. Mm. Um, but I really don't expect a whole lot more than that. I, um, I remember when I was growing up, I used to ask my parents, why isn't there a Children's Day? You know, there's a Mother's Day and a Father's <laughs> Day. Why isn't there a Children's Day? And my mother would say, every day is Children's Day. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I think to some degree that's true of mothers too. You know, every day is Mother's Day in a way. I don't know that that the appreciation gets shown, but I do think that um, as a mom, the appreciation is most meaningful when it's spontaneous and not planned. Mm. Although I am looking forward to the mimosas we're going to have for breakfast tomorrow. <laughs> Me too. Me yeah. too. Well, I hope there will be mimosas. I'm not planning brunch tomorrow, but I'm pretty sure they'll be there. Um, that's awesome. And I agree with you. I um, actually, this is a little bad. I think I need to still work on my expectations. My son is in kindergarten and he came home yesterday with, you know, this wrapped package And first of all, yesterday he was like, you have to wait till Sunday to open it. And so this morning I kept asking him, like, can I open it now? Can I open it now? And so this morning he was like, okay, yeah, it's fine if you open it. He's still very fickle. And um, (laughs) so I open it and I'm like expecting this lovely picture and, you know, He's six. What what was I expecting? <laughs> and, and it's this um, drawing. It's like a canvas drawing of um, – wait, he told me it was a rose. 
again. <laughs> I'll have to show, I'll send Thomas a picture later to show you. Um, but anyways, I just was like, why was I expecting a masterpiece or like, you know, something <laughs> crazy, uh, you know, from him? Um, so anyways. It was a masterpiece uh, for him, though. That's it's the, definitely a masterpiece. That's what's important. It is. <laughs> it is but that's uh, just a lesson for me to right. really appreciate him and not objects, I think. Um, yeah, so you, I mean, we are both moms and like you have lived um, through many years, many more than I have. So do you have like, was there a, like the best stage of raising a child or um, the most fun. Do you have any thoughts on that? That's an interesting question. I, every stage is so different and there mm-hmm. are fun aspects to each stage and there are, you know, challenges, I would say, which with each stage. So I don't know that I had a very f- favorite stage unless maybe I think back to when they were just tiny infants mm. and just the wonder of holding a little one you know and um and and being you know I I nursed my all three kids when they were babies and and that concept of you know the them like we were like they were born right they were their own being mm-hmm. and yet they still depended on me a hundred percent for their you know food and right. um and a lot for their comfort my husband was always really involved with the kids which was great but mm-hmm. ultimately it was that time you know of bonding that i thought was yeah. just really really special but but as I, you know, as I look back on it, the um, again, every stage had its had its upside and its, you know, again and its challenges. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Oh, um, you have three children. I have two. I I feel. I mean, my daughter just turned one, so she's still very young. Um, and I feel like I'm still trying to get the hang of having two over one. What was that like for you? And do you have any advice about going from one to two? I um, I remember being pregnant with my second child. No, it was before then. It was when Thomas was little. And a friend had just given birth to her second. And I said, I don't know how you do it. You know, I had this mm-hmm. little one, right, a little toddler, and he was taking up you know, all my time and energy. And I said, mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know how you do it. And she said, well, she said, you know, if one takes up 100% of your time, two can't take up any more than that. <laughs> and I thought, okay. So it changes, right? And And yeah. what amazed me 
I mean, partly you involve the first one in the life of the second one, as you know, and that's helpful. Um, and they start bonding and seeing that relationship develop, you know, where the older one can be helpful or not, as the case may be mm. with the younger one. Um, but they're interacting. Um, and and I think you just um, kind of figure it out. But the amazing thing to me is how incredible incredibly different two children can be that are only mm -hmm. a couple of years apart and seeing their personalities come out and seeing that moment when one looks at the when the older one looks at the younger one because if you stop and think about it what's going on in the minds I think of a of an older one I remember somebody telling me this once of the older child is you know I love you so much my first child that I want to repeat the experience with someone else. And you think mm -hmm. about that, like, what if your husband came to you and said, Stephanie, I love my experience so much <laughs> with you. I want to experience that with someone else. It's, it's oh, like, yikes. what are we doing to this first child <laughs> where they don't really understand, like, here I am, aren't I enough? And then the next one comes in and it's like, wait a minute. So there's um, um, sometimes a little reticence there. And um, and yet that moment where, and then this baby comes into the house and all it does is, in the eyes of, say, a two-year-old or three-year-old, is just lie there and make noise. Mm. And yet and take everybody away. <laughs> is ooing over this <laughs> child, yeah. you know, and making a big deal of this child and this child is getting presents and this child is getting, and it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> so you can imagine kind of the, the, you know, what must be going on in the mind of a two or three or four, whatever year old, when this new little thing comes in. But right. um, I, I remember vividly when, a moment when the older child, when it clicked, right? And it's like, oh. And when the younger one gets to be, I don't know, four or five, six months old, all of a sudden they're starting to do other stuff and they can begin mm -hmm. interacting in a completely different way instead of saying, yeah. you know, don't wake the baby up and you know, yeah. <laughs> all the things that you say to somebody, you know, to an older child, right, when the new one comes in. And I remember the time that Thomas um, – it was uh, Philip, our youngest, was maybe four months old, and he was swinging in his little baby swing. And Thomas mm -hmm. looked at him at one point and made a face or did something, and Philip guffawed. It was like the first time we heard a belly laugh out of this kid, and <laughs> Thomas was just like, oh, this is going to be fun. <laughs> and he saw his brother in a totally different way. So um, so those moments are magical. Aww. That's so sweet. Yeah, I remember um, when I was I, – I always wanted to have more than one child. I knew that. But once I had my son and we decided to wait, he was five um, before my daughter was born. And so I don't know if that extended period of just with him – got to me but when I was pregnant I remember feeling starting to feel guilty like I was taking I was going to be taking something away from him um and like 
I think I actually mourned his only child days. Like, oh, they're coming to an end. Like, this is so sad. Um, I was so surprised when, you know, we brought our daughter home and how he just lit up and, um, like wanted to hold her immediately and, um, yeah, always interested in what she's doing and, you know, any noise she make, he would say, what is she saying? What is she saying? Um, and so that was so sweet. And it's just like you said, after three, four months, um, she would just, anytime he would come around her, she would look at him, just get the biggest smile. And, you know, it's really nice to see that, um, connection the the mourning that you talked about the grieving um i think i think that's something that's common because because there it's a chapter turning right it's the end of one mm-hmm. chapter and the beginning of another and i think that's true of all the different ages the kids go through too you know they're done mm. with um you know they're out they 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 go to school for the first time and then you don't have them at home or they go you know they go from elementary school to middle school and it's like oh <laughs> well something's changed and I, I just yeah. any all those transitions um be they marked by specific events or just changes in kind of personality and way of being and interests you know where where you're not the center of attention anymore and their peers become the center of attention and sometimes they're they're gradual changes but you still notice them at some point and go oh gosh yeah things aren't things aren't the way they used to be and you mourn the mourn the other and then turn around and find the joy in your you know whatever the stage is that that they're going into yeah yeah so true. I mean, I, Thomas and I talk about this, I think a few times we have about how humans really don't like change and kind of want to keep things the way they are to, you know, feel safe, comfortable, stable. Um, and things are always changing. Um, you know, even I mean, especially with babies, it's like day to day, they're constantly growing and learning something new. It's crazy. Even just this week, my daughter really started getting clapping, um, you know, before she kind of flailed her arms and, you know, we called that clapping to <laughs> encourage it. But this week she actually like got her palms together and was really clapping. Um, and so, yeah, it's... It's, I think mother, being a mother has really pulled me into, okay, pay attention to this moment because it'll be gone in a flash and, you know, you'll miss out on it. I think that's, I think that's a wonderful approach. And the, the challenge with that is, um, that it's, 
when you're doing everything else that moms do, it's hard to stay in that present. Right. Well, everything moms do and everything else. I mean, you talked about all the different things that you do and are involved in on top of being a mom. So yeah, Yeah. it's like, how do you juggle and balance (laughs) and keep things straight? Yeah, it's really a, 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 but it's a good practice if you can really get into this, you know, being present with, with the person in front of you, be it a, an infant or, you know, be it your child or not, but particularly with your children and your, and your significant other, right? Not, Right. That's always helpful. <laughs> That's always helpful too. <laughs> um, but I think if you can practice that, and I think one of the one of the things I I I guess I regret. I don't know. Don't particularly want to beat myself up for it because I did the best I could at the time. But as I think about it, I I was so much more relaxed with my third child than with mm-hmm. my first and even my second. And I tended to be the one, Bill was much better at just being in the moment, playing with them, being, you know, not not worrying about the bigger picture. And I, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm looking at, you know, development issues and I'm the one that takes took them to the <laughs> pediatrician and I'm, you know, the the one kind of keeping an eye out on the education and I'm, cause I, I just was concerned with stuff that ultimately, you know, in retrospect, I probably didn't need to be spending quite so much time on right? And, or mental energy on. And so I think by my third one, I didn't have time to, <laughs> I mean, he just kind of <laughs> raised himself, I think, and actually did a very good job of it. So if I could do it again, knowing what I know now, I would make some attempt to raise my first one as if he were my third. And I know that that's an impossible task when you're a new mom, (laughs) but just to chill more. And I see parents these days a lot more chill than Mm. I think, uh, than I, that I know I was. And I think they make in a way better parents it's like, ah, they'll mm. be okay. <laughs> it's like, and, and at the time when I was a mom, I was like, no, I've got to, you know, I've got to make sure this happens. And and I think um, probably instilled things in my children that I wish I hadn't um, inadvertently from that approach. So I yeah. think that's um, just being with your kids and knowing that the chances of them turning out all right are pretty darn good. And yeah. you know, if you provide them the love that they need and the stability that they need and encourage them and challenge them and help them to grow to be, um, you know, wonderful adults, however you want to define that, um, I think is if you can stay focused on that and then the, the love comes out in the, in the presence, right? That's how you show it. Not presence mm-hmm. with a T, but presence with a C, right? Being being <laughs> present, yeah. being part of their lives. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, uh, when I was younger, and not too young, but maybe around 10, um, my aunt and uncle, they were, um, they'd actually just had twins. And, um, I would go 
stay with them sometimes um, and help out. I don't know how much of a help I was at 10, but, you know, I was there. And um, my aunt would always say, like, um, you know, they would get into a mess. They would be dirty, all this stuff. And she'd always say, oh, you can wash clothes. Like, just let them be. Um, And I really held on to that. Um, And it made me realize, like, yeah, babies are going to be messy. Just they can be washed, you know, just make sure they're not going to get in danger. But um, let them experience and um, be in it. You know, yeah, I think that's very, very wise. And the other, as you were telling me that story, I remember I knew somebody years ago who had triplets, and mm-hmm. I said, "How did you? How did you do that?" <laughs> and she right. said, "Well, we learned very quickly that crying doesn't hurt a baby. Yeah. We could only feed at most two at a time, right? Mm-hmm. Because I mean, you couldn't me and my husband if we were both there, each took a baby, each took a bottle." And then the other one cried and, and they all turned out to be really amazing adults. And so it's really to let go of trying to be a perfect mom because it doesn't, there's no such thing. There's no such thing. You can only be, you know, the best mom you can be. That's, that's the, that's, we're all going to make mistakes. So don't you know, just make sure your priorities are in order. I guess that's kind of my, in retrospect, I wish I thought of it. You know, I'm so much wiser now, I think, than I was when I was raising my kids. (laughs) I wish I I could have a do-over sometimes. But they all turned out beautifully. You know, it all turned out okay. Right. Yeah. Of course. Even with my my kind of over-concern, I think they turned out Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. Well, when you're in something, it's so hard to – really have the most, you know, logical, rational. Right, exactly. And you're exhausted, <laughs> right? You're exhausted most of the time. Absolutely. So to be your best self <laughs> as a mom yep. is exactly. a challenge, right? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I always wonder, too, about um, – like, I want to raise my kids to – um, I mean, I always think of like be leaders, um, and I don't mean that they're going to go out and become president or something like that, but just like know that they're in control of their life and, um, to make choices and take responsibility and like have that confidence in them. And, um, so I always think of, And of course, my kids are young. And so there's this kind of dilemma paradox that I'm always living in, which is, okay, how do I help them to be independent and encourage them to make their own choices while making sure they don't hurt themselves or, you know, do something that's, I don't know, maybe potentially irreversible. Um, And so 
yeah, I'm always caught between, okay, how much do I say, no, you can't do that. No, don't, you know, explore this thing or, you know, manage kind of them and their behavior versus just letting them figure it out and kind of trial and error sort of thing. Yeah, that's a hard, that's a hard one. Um, and, and really you're setting guardrails, right? Mm -hmm. But as I listen to you, I wonder, particularly with the old, your old, your son, who's old, a little bit older, six years old is old enough, right? To start Mm -hmm. to really be thinking for himself is to, to, to maybe explain why or what your concerns are. I mean, yes, you can use Mm -hmm. the word no, absolutely. But, but no. And then, or think about this. How are you going to handle that? You know, help them learn to ask themselves the questions they need to ask so that when you're not there, they're still using, you know, some good thinking processes to make a decision about whether to do something or not do something. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. And it's yeah, it's it amazing what kids can do at that age. You know, we... we um, I think they, I think, as I, as I think about mothers, you know, a hundred years ago, a six-year-old would have been doing some pretty serious work. They'd have been a year, you know, mm. in the Industrial Revolution, they'd have been probably a year or two away from going to work in the factories. Right. And if you think about that, not that I'm advocating sending children to work in a factory at <laughs> all, but but what they're capable of. So I remember... A woman, um, you know, we get our mothering advice from so many wonderful places. And there was a woman mm-hmm. at church once whose child was the same age as Thomas, and I think they were both about six, or maybe her child was a year or two older. And I, I was talking about, well, I've got to get up in the mornings and fix Thomas's lunch. And she looked at me, she said, why? He's six. He can fix his own lunch. And oh my I went, gosh. What, what, what do you mean? I don't need to fix his lunch for him? And she said... <laughs> If you put the pieces of the sand, like he can get bread out of the of the refrigerator, he can get peanut butter out of the, you know, cupboard. If you put it where mm-hmm. he can reach it, he can use a a knife, right? Not a like not a carving knife, but he can use a you know kitchen <laughs> knife. And then make sure there's some yogurt in there, some applesauce in there, you know, and that he can just grab. And then, you know, a piece of fruit, keep the fruit bowl handy. And and she, he said, she said, try it. And so I started, you know, Thomas, here's how here you're going to now be in charge of your lunch. And here's, you know, and you're going to need a sandwich. You're going to need an applesauce or a, a yogurt. You're going to need a piece of fruit. Um, some carrot sticks or whatever, and all of that's available to you, you know, have at it. And you know what? He made his own lunch. Mm. And I never made his lunch again to go to school. Yeah. And it was like, wow, it was such freedom. <laughs> so um, so I think, you know, I think we 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 can give our kids more yeah. Let them experience more to your point, you know, to really think about what is it, what is it I need to be doing and what really, really can they do? And they feel right. so grown up. 
you know, fast forward to when Thomas was, I don't know, 15, and I waited way too long. In retrospect, I should have done this earlier. And I said to him, I said, you know what, Thomas, maybe he was 16. I said, you're going to be going off to college in a couple of years, and I think it would be good for you to do your own laundry. Again, probably should have started this at 10. But to do your own laundry so that I'm here in case you have questions, because questions will mm. come up and then I can and then I can, you know, teach you how to handle, you know, different stains or whatever. And then when you get to college, it won't be any big deal for you to do your laundry. Right. And he's like, Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, okay, <laughs> check the box on that one. I don't have to do his laundry anymore. So I think just and they feel so capable, right? It gives them that confidence to your point. Um, if they can do as much as they can, as you can think of them to take on for themselves. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, and when you're talking about that makes me think that how much do I hold on to doing something for them just because I want to feel needed or, um, I want them to stay babies forever. <laughs> yes. You know? And I think that's where I was, honestly. And in retrospect, I'm not sure that did them the favor. You know, I mean, eventually I caught on. But um, but I, I, yeah, I agree. Sometimes that feeling of being a mom is so yeah. strong, right? You just the love, the wanting to do, the wanting to to be that mother who – you know, your kids just adore and actually remember to call on Mother's Day when they're in their yeah. 20s and 30s. Um, and, and I think that is our need. And the question mm. is, where does, you know, what do they need and how do you balance those two things? Right. Yeah. Oh. And, and it changes question. all the time, right? I mean, you've seen it with yeah. your six-year-old. It changes all the time. It's like, what do they need now? Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, it's an ongoing question. I do it with my kids now. What do they need from me now? Mm-hmm. When do I step back? When do I move forward? I will tell you the 20s were the hardest to mm-hmm. know when to, you know, they don't need me as a mom anymore in a way. And yet in a way they do. And so redefining yeah. that. Well, it's different. It's different. Redefining my role depending on what each of them needs at any given time right is <laughs> it's kind of a constant so yeah completely so i hate to tell you stephanie it, it doesn't get <laughs> it doesn't get easier <laughs> Dang it just it. gets different yeah yeah no but that's so smart to always be checking in like okay what is needed right now for this one cuz they're all different too yeah and just because <laughs> one hits six and is such and such a way the other one hits six and they're, you know, totally different. Yeah. So right. um, Anna yeah. was much more adventuresome than Thomas. I mean, she was two and a half years younger and taught him how to go down a slide because he didn't want to do it. But when he saw her do it, it's <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, you know, they just grow differently and that's, and that's okay. Yeah. That's all right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Well, I I mean, time has gone by so fast. Um, But I don't want to leave without asking you, what are you most proud 
of Thomas. Oh, he's amazing, truly. Um, He's so smart. He's got a great sense of humor. He's very capable. Love the way he thinks. Um, I'm just, I'm just proud of him and who he's become. So, hmm. you know, we feel that way about every one of our children, right? I mean, it's still, yeah. I, he's, in a way, he's just really special because he was my my beginning, right, of motherhood. Mm. He was my first experience. Having him was my first experience as a mother. And I just a fond memory quickly of him being five years old and asking me to marry him. And, Aww. you know, just we had a really I, – I explained to him I was already married, and so that wasn't going to work out. <laughs> <laughs> but um, But he, um, you know, just – I think there's a special bond there because of because of that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's so sweet. Um thank you so much for coming on and giving all of your wisdom um to me and um thank you for raising Thomas. He is a special one and um continues to be a very dear friend to me. Um, and so I know a lot of that comes from you and your husband and, and the way he was raised. Well, thank so, you. Thank, thank you. you. And it's, you know, one way you know your children are really doing well is when they have friends like you. You know, you know that mm. they're that they're wonderful people because they attract wonderful people in their lives. So Thank mm. you, too. Mm. Thanks. Okay, how about we go get Thomas again? Let's go get Thomas. Okay, I'll go okay. get him. I'll be right back. I can't snap. <laughs> and he's back. All right, well... That was so much fun. Oh, that's great. Easiest podcast I've recorded in a while. Mm, well, you're not done oh, yet. No. <laughs> um, how do you want to end today? Well, I guess I know this is a little weird because you weren't here, but I guess I'll, I love how I ask you the question and then I just go ahead and answer it. Classic. Um, I would like to say thank you to you for being open to kind of releasing control and letting your mom come on and talk to me and we get some mom girl time. Mm. Yeah. So thanks. Thanks for sharing your mom. You're welcome. Thanks for coming up with the idea in the first place. None of this would have happened without you. Oh, yep. You're looking Mm. real humble over there. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. That's me. Humble. Uh, Good. Well, 
I am complete. Mm. I, I, <laughs> it's like I just walked around the house for 45 minutes. And so I'm like not, I'm not back in the space yet. It just feels weird. So weird. Well, that's okay. So uh, that's, okay. that's awesome. I'm, I'm still awake. Okay. Um, one tip. Mm-hmm. Don't forget Mother's Day. Okay. That's a good tip. Okay. It's a great and make tip. sure okay. you make really good mimosas for her. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. See you later. Bye. Bye. Hey, uh, one more thing. Happy Mother's Day to everyone mm. who's listening. Um, especially my mom. Thank you. I love you. Hey. Okay. Hey, bye. uh, one one more thing. Uh, happy Mother's Day to you. Ah, Stephanie, you uh qualify twice over. <laughs> yes, I make it. <laughs> so thank you. So you're doing all this celebrating of other moms. You are in the thick of it, momming right now. Mm. If the intro to this podcast was not evidence <laughs> enough. It's going to be haunting my dreams. For It's all coming back now. I'm back in the space. I, I'm going to send you a picture. Please. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Enjoy. No. Uh, okay. Uh, talk, text you later. Uh, okay. Okay, okay bye. bye. Hi, everybody. Oh, oh, it's somebody new at the end of the podcast. That's right, because last time Stephanie got tired of doing the end of the conversation reminders, uh, and so she put it on me. You know what? I can handle it. I'm here doing it myself. Am I waiting for her to cut in and annoy me with something? Maybe I am. <laughs> Did I do that to myself? Yes. Uh... <laughs> I sent us an email. We'd enjoy hearing from you. Uh, the details for that are in the show description. So you just like tap on your podcast thing and there's like a little description for each show. And it's uh, it's pretty nice. It's pretty nice down here. <laughs> this is harder Man, than it looks. this is fun. This is harder than it looks. This is fun. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, super thanks for listening. I'm going to go edit this now. Oh, wow. Way to sound really great. <laughs> <laughs> that tired, I'm tired again. That beautiful moment of energy mm. at the beginning of the show is now. <sighs> and you've done Faded nothing. away. <laughs> you know, when you put it like that. Don't have anything to say. Just uh, you're welcome. Just want to... <laughs> okay, wrap it up. Uh, okay. Oh right, you're the one who doesn't know how to end. <laughs> yeah, you've you've really put you've put um, you know somebody in a in a growth situation here. How long will it go? Okay, we bye. Well, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> bye, Stephanie. <laughs> Maybe I'll try it again some other time.
you know. Oh, dear. (laughs) The end. (laughs)